Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I'm Amy Taylor-Kabaz. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of this land and pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. And as this podcast is dedicated to the wisdom and knowledge of motherhood, I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the Elders, their wisdom, their knowing and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, mummers. You may have heard me tell this story before. When I first started gathering mummers together in a yoga studio in Sydney, it always amazed me how easily and quickly the tears would flow. All I would do is just invite women to gather, help them sit in circle and feel safe, ask them to maybe quickly close their eyes and take a few breaths and then say, please introduce us and tell us why you're here. That's all it would take and the tears would flow and they would be amazed that it would happen that quickly. They'd often say, I didn't even know I was going to cry. I've seen it over and over and over again in so many different situations and in so many different ways. When a woman feels safe, when she's in the company of other women and feels safe, and when she is invited to share something of herself, something happens. We all need to be listened to. We all need to be heard. We're so often told that there's an answer out there somewhere and we go seeking the answers and yet what we really need to seek is a place to be heard because then we find our own answers. The Divine Mama Rising facilitator that I am interviewing in this week's podcast does exactly that. Dusk Liney is a doula, a postpartum support doula. She is a spiritual companion and, as I said, a mama rising facilitator. And in her work and in her own experience of motherhood, she has really discovered that there is nothing greater than being able to hold space to be heard. She has had it change her own life and now she does it for others. And as you will hear, she's also a really awesome storyteller and is able to help break down big concepts, big ideas, and really make us see what we need to see right now. And as we all are going through so much, I knew that Dusk's energy was exactly what we needed right here. 
so enjoy. Dusk, welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I am so grateful to be stepping into this space with you. I have wanted to bring your wisdom and your voice to this community for a very long time. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm very thankful to be here and I'd love to start by acknowledging that I'm chatting to you from Wurundjeri Woiwurrung land and I know you're on Gadigal land of the Euroa nation and I want to acknowledge elders past and present and emerging and name that sovereignty has never been ceded on this land. Thank you. Thank you for starting with that. Dusk, there is so much I want to bring to our beautiful listeners from you. But I wonder if we could weave a story because I love your stories. I love the analogies you tell. I wonder if you could tell us your experience of motherhood and becoming a mother. Mm. Yes, I feel like my story of becoming a mother is... Uh, intertwined with grief and joy, with life and shadow and with birth and death because I um, began my motherhood journey knowing that my mum was going to pass away before uh, my daughter would grow up. Um, She had um, stage four cancer and when she was diagnosed, my partner and I had been longing f- longing to start a family for a number of years, but we had been navigating my own story, my own uh, yeah challenges and trauma that I had experienced in life. And so we had been waiting for this perfect moment to start our family and we'd kind of gotten to the beginning of a year and we thought, you know what? things feel stable for the first time in a long time. Let's have one stable year. Let's have, like, let's just see what that's like and then we'll start our family or we'll try to start our family. And then my mum was diagnosed and we just, we felt very changed by that and this sense of timing and, um, waiting for perfection just vanished. And so we fell pregnant with my daughter um, that first year of my mother's diagnosis and then she passed away when my daughter was seven months old. And so my journey into matrescence has felt very, uh, I would say, unusual, but I actually think it's that grief and motherhood go together so much more than we often acknowledge and create space for. Hmm. In what way? Why do you think grief and motherhood goes together so much? Hmm. Oh, I think there's so much loss and letting go and surrendering of our expectations of what mm-hmm. we think it would be like of our identity shifting and I think there's a lot of grief around the lack of honouring of who we are as we become mothers and that's very unspoken but I do put it out there because I think I think 
you know, mothers and birth givers are absolutely incredible. And every time I sit in circle with women and birth givers, one of the principles that I hold and I share is that I just take a moment and I say, I honour you as a bringer of life because (sighs) we just don't do that. And I know so many people, and I had this experience too, I remember being in early labour at home, someone just dropped by and they were at the door and we were chatting and then I'd have a contraction. And after they left, I looked out my front door and women were walking past and I just wanted to shout, you did this, you gave birth, you are incredible, like to every woman that I saw with a child. But that's just not that's not our societal norm to to just honor this incredible thing that women and birth givers do every day. And so I think as we come into our postpartum, there's this lack of honor. And for me, I think that that is another layer of that grief that's intertwined with the entry into motherhood or parenthood. I couldn't agree with you more. The thing that I really blows my mind, Dusk, and it is such an honour to have you in the Mama Rising training for the second year again now, and I said this to you just before we started, in many ways I would like to sit in your circles and listen and learn from you because you bring this steady voice and space to these conversations. But as I hear you speaking about that entry into motherhood and wanting to stand at the door and scream out about how important this is, it makes me want to ask you, have you always been so aware of rituals and the importance of space holding for each other? Have you always been deeply connected to this or has this been something you've found through your life? Because it sound, it feels to me like this is who Dusk is. Oh, it's definitely something I've found through my life. And as you were talking about that, I just had a flashback to my diary when I was in my <laughs> early 20s that was colour-coded with about 17 different highlighters because I jam-packed every single day with as much activity as I could because I did not want to be present to what was in the silence. And so ritual would not have been something that I wanted to touch with a 10-foot pole because I think that these holding spaces can be very scary I think listening and being present to what is within us and around us can be a really hard place to sit. And so it requires so much gentleness and I think a lot of time to find ourselves able to sit and be in presence with ourselves and one another. And so what was the turning point or perhaps there have been many, many micro turning points from that colour-coordinated, tightly controlled life 
to the dusk that I know and love that is just so present. It blows my mind. <laughs> oh, I actually was reflecting on this yesterday because um, I, or yesterday or maybe the day before, I was lying down and our house is very not level um, because it's very old. And so sometimes you'll be lying down, but your head's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's just <laughs> falling um, down a slope. And I'd had a medical thing. And so I was having a bit of a reaction. So very aches and pains. And when I laid down, I actually felt like I could not get up. I could not, I could not work out how to get up off the ground. And when I had that moment, like fear just absolutely took over me. And as I was lying there, I was like, there was the me kind of feeling, you know, scared and unable to move. And there was the me kind of watching that kind of mindfulness practice. And I, I, the me that was watching looked and, and I thought, what is going on here? That fear is not in proportion to this situation. And then I remembered the last time that I was lying on a floor unable to move and it was when I was the director of a, a small not-for-profit and I was co-running an interstate um, conference tour with international speakers and I had pushed through chronic pain for so long that I could not literally get up off the floor in the middle of the conference. And I was lying behind the stage knowing that the run sheet had completely gone off the rails and there was nothing that I could do about it. My, you know, 17 highlighted run sheet had become something that I could no longer sustain. And from that moment, I had a long journey of letting go of the highlighters, of the activity, of the running from my story and a very gentle uh, coming into presence with myself over time and that's been about seven years now since that moment. Wow. Uh, I have tears in my eyes and you can hear in my throat of that moment at that conference because for myself but also for I can literally feel in my body how many of us are either lying on the floor or mm. almost at that point right mm. now, yeah, unable to keep the 17 highlighted mm. life running. Yeah. Oh, that is really, really a global thing right now. And I can see it in so many of the so many of the people in the communities that I am in of this recognition that this isn't going to work this way anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So where from there? Mm. If you were to give a cheat sheet, because, you know, <laughs> that's how life works. We just get a cheat sheet and do the work and we're done. Absolutely. <laughs> it's done. We're done, right? By the end of this podcast, everyone's going to have all the answers. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, on reflection, if you could give a couple of the steps mm. out of that place 
including through motherhood, what do you think they would have been? The first thing that comes to me in this moment is that there is no shame in lying on the floor, in having gotten on the floor because there is so much at work that has caused that moment that is beyond our own attempts to, you know, make life work. And for me, I remember I was at an event or a party a couple of months um, after that time and someone had said to me, oh, I heard you resigned from from that, you know, from the organisation. And I felt so much shame that I said, oh, actually they fired me. And she said, what? And I said, yeah, because I stole money. And she's like, what? (laughs) And then I was like, I'm joking. But I, again, I was like, why am I saying this? Like, that's not my kind of humor, but I felt so much shame that I would rather be like accused of like money laundering from a not-for-profit than say I failed or I couldn't do it anymore. I'm not strong enough. You know, all that inner in a talk that says I'm not enough, I was not enough. When yeah. actually I was more than enough. And to every person lying on the floor right now or wanting to lie on the floor, you are more than enough. We are more than enough. I've been playing with this idea the last few days, Dusk that I'm not going to make anything wrong anymore. I'm not going to make it wrong that this is what the day looks like or this is what I had to do or that's how I got through or that that person has reacted that way. Yeah. I'm just not going to make it wrong anymore because that's what I heard in your words then too, that it is not wrong you're lying on the floor. There is no shame there are a hundred different reasons why that moment came to pass. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. definitely. Mm. And I, oh, that gives me goosebumps. Just, yeah, I've got this just picture of just mothers all over the world right now and particularly, you know, in this country, just lying on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we want to say to them is there's nothing wrong with being on the floor. There is no shame there. Yeah. And then what? (sighs) And then what? I mean, uh, part of me, if I close, you know, if I don't go into my head and I just stay in my heart, I just want to get a blanket and a pillow and just firstly (laughs) say just sleep. Yes, don't get off the floor yet. It's okay to stay. Yeah. 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 And just that question of just what do you need? What's happened for you? Tell me a story. And this is what you know I'm passionate about, but I think we carry, you know, decades, generations of untold stories within our bodies and those stories need to be heard in a safe place or in a way that feels as safe as possible. And so often what I've seen over these last two years is we have minimised what we've been through and I speak to my 
beautiful business partner over at the Listening Squad, Joe, every Thursday. And for the first hour of our workday, we just say, what's this week been like for you? What have you held? How are your kids? What what does that mean for you? And that that hour of being heard and hearing one another has has been so significant, not necessarily to keeping us off the floor, but to feeling like we're not alone there. And so I think part of of me coming off the floor back then and being present to myself when I was on it earlier this week is just asking that that question, what's happening for you, and finding a place to be heard. What happens for the women who are listening right now who feel there is no place to be heard Mm -hmm. safely? Again, I've heard women in our coaching calls for so many years say, I tried to speak to this person and I was shut down or I was made to be wrong or I silenced myself because the response was so hurtful. Mm. We're really looking at two things here, aren't we? The, The wound of not being heard when you needed to and the desire to find a safe place. They're kind yes. of, I feel like they're two separate but very intertwined things that need yeah. to be acknowledged. Definitely. And one way that I like to look at this is that there's kind of two halves of a circle. You know, there's self-holding and there's collective holding. And sometimes we, we need to start with hearing ourselves when it, when it doesn't feel safe to be heard by others. And so for me, that looked like every day I sat and had one cup of tea. This is a story that I share a lot, but I, I would just sit and have a cup of tea. And I said to myself, I only have to listen to myself for the length of time it takes me to drink this cup of tea. And I would just sit with what was there. And it would sometimes just be this deafening chaos that I just or this yeah this huge sound of the chaos of my mind and there was no way I wanted to listen to that for a long time or all I could hear was the needs of others and and when I was deeply trying to listen to myself I couldn't even hear I couldn't even hear anything of me because all that I could hear was the needs of those around me. And so gently over time, I just began to cultivate this listening practice of of just letting it all rise to the surface and then waiting for that glimmer of myself, my story, and what I was able to be present to in that moment. And then whilst I was also having those cups of tea on the couch, on the porch, I was seeing a counsellor as well and that was part of my collective holding. And I had a beautiful community of friends who were so ready to hear my story but that I was so unable to share. And I spent years in beautiful deep relationships with friends who when I finally had the courage to share my story, they just said, thank you so much. That's, that's the piece we've been waiting for. Wow. 
Wow, yes. It is a process. It has its own timing. It's, you know, as always, it always comes back to matrescence for me. And the birthing process, you know, the birth of you has its own time, just as the birth of a child. This is all has its own timing and process. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You now hold space and listen in so many different ways. You are a a doula and you work with one-on-one clients and, uh, as you mentioned, with the listening squad um, in so many different ways, really practising this space holding Mm -hmm. for women uh, for for everybody, when you think about all the different places and spaces you are holding at the moment, and you really feel into what they have all been through in the last two years, what do you think we most need to remember? What would you like us all to all of us to hear mm. from you to listen to you right now? Oh, that's such a big question. I know. I'm sorry. No <laughs> warning whatsoever. <laughs> But I know that you will be able to just and get what you need. Okay. I'll, I'll take a moment and just be with the question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. My answer would be what I would love mothers and parents to hear right now is you are a good mum. You are a good parent. When I was away, I was floating down a river on a um, pool noodle with one of my best friends and we were just kind of, you know, we'd been talking about motherhood and really speaking into each other's lives and then I just laid in the river and I asked the river, I often use nature to kind of help me listen to myself. I said to the river, what? What do you, is there anything that you want me to hear? And the river said, you know what I'm going to say. And I said, can you please say it? And then the river said, it's not me that you need to hear it from. And I said, but I can't say it to myself. Can you just say it? And she said, you're a good mum, Dusk. You're a good mum. And then I, I felt... I felt it just swimming around me, you know, but it wasn't in me. And then she said, you need to say it to yourself. And so I just laid there on my pool noodle floating down the river and I just said to myself, with, and it, it was so painful and so hard, I just said in this quiet, tiny voice, I'm a good mum. <laughs> and then I just felt it just flow through me, just that embrace of my imperfection and of, yeah, all that I am in that moment and I just accepted and embraced who I am as a mother. And so I guess that's my, that's what I would love people to know in this moment, to be able to not hear it from me or to hear it from you but just to take a moment and really hear it from themselves, that affirmation, that, you know, despite how much screen time we've used, the, the, how much sugar we've used, how much bribery we've used, just all those, you know, what we would 
say, a terrible but not really parenting moments over the last two years when we have been just struggling to keep our heads above the water, that in amongst all of that, that we could just say to ourselves, you are a good mum. You're doing good. Keep going. You've got this. You're a good parent. Ah, Dusk, I honestly just want to end here Mm. and allow the listeners to have this space to do exactly that without any more words or reflections from each of us because that is exactly what is needed. So may I just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave some space with the podcast music here. So if you're listening and you're able to, just take this 30 seconds, 45 seconds to just see if you can begin to hear that for yourself too right now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.